0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime.
1: On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
2: Please do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah.
1: Former Mizzou basketball player and football player Justin Gage joins us here in studio. He is now an assistant coach at CBC and as he told us during the break, chasing kids around during the holiday season. Justin, good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing real good, real good. Enjoying this beautiful cold weather. Yeah, this is great. (laughs) I love having you former NFL guys in town and you guys do so much for the community and especially at this time of year and I know both of you guys have been out doing things as NFL alumni so uh, we're very appreciative of that.
0: Well, uh, Randy, he's not only a a a coach at CBC. He's also a graduate of the University of Missouri. You you just posted the the pictures of you graduating from Mizzou over the weekend. Congratulations! I know, you know after a long NFL career to go back to to go back and graduate. Tell us about that experience and what that was about. What Man, that was like.
3: Uh, it, it was a beautiful thing, and you know I'm speaking from from the end going right. So mm-hmm. it was a beautiful thing. But um, you know when I left school. One of the big things my parents always told me is make sure you go back and get your degree. You know, and growing up, they've they've always had their degrees posted on the on the shelf in our living room. My my mom graduated from SLU. My dad graduated from Indiana University. So, uh, you know, that's something that always stuck with me. Uh, So when I I got done playing, you know, I was like, at some point, I'm going to go back and get my degree. And now I'm being at an age where I'm, I'm watching my go through school and, you know, they have days where they're like, oh, I don't feel like doing homework yeah. or doing work. You know, that was that was a great time for me to send a message to them saying, hey, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. You know, and, and it's not only my kids, but the, the kids I coach, the kids I train. You know, the big message we always send to the kids is, you know, finish, finish, right. you start something, finish, no quitting, right. finish. And so that was that was really the the motivation
1: behind, you know, actually finishing school and whatnot. Good. Yeah, one thing that I always try to tell kids, and you guys have a better platform than I do for this, is to not let sports use you, to use sports, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, and, uh, and and sports
3: really mimics life and, and life's challenges, and so you learn a lot through sports. Uh, and so you know a lot of kids that they, they jump into sports and they feel like they're going to be a professional athlete. And and the the honest thing is, you may not be a professional athlete, but you can be a professional at something. Mm-hmm. You know, but the work mm-hmm. ethic it carries on from you know whatever the the background is, whether it's sports, whether it's being a lawyer, doctor, you know whatever it is you want to be. So it's all about that work ethic and and, and being disciplined
0: and holding yourself accountable. I, I tell Randy all the time, one of my tough. Tasks and you know this well. Coaching high school kids is—it's—it's it's funny. I was listening to—I don't know if you've seen Shannon Sharp and Dion. Uh, he Shannon's podcast. He had Dion on, and Dion was saying that he was teaching his his son Shiloh about the cornerback position, and he was telling him all of these things. And Shiloh said, "Oh, your way doesn't work." And and he's talking to his dad, who is a the greatest cornerback <laughs> to ever play the game. And you're telling him it's not working. It's, yeah. You're wrong, Dad. You, you got it wrong. So you can imagine how a guy like Justin and I are when we're talking to our high school kids it's yeah. like you're telling them this is the way to do it this is the way to be successful and they just look at you like you got four heads like no my way is better how, how frustrating can that be as a coach that has the experience that you have
3: you know it, it's tough uh and because one of the things through playing sports for so long that, that you kind of learn is at a certain point coaches are only going to tell you things one time yeah and they expect you to get it they expect you to know it right so now it's translating that that you know, the things that you've grown up on and things you've grown accustomed to to translating it to your kids. So you tell your kids something once and they're like, man, I got it. <laughs> you're like, okay, so you tell them a second time, like, no, no, I got it. Watch how I do it. it was like, so at some point, you're like, all right, look, your way's not working. So you can either try mine or, you know, we're going to find somebody to do it. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun because, you know, you, you've got to continue to send the message, right? And it takes a while, but kids eventually start understanding. Yeah. But I mean, there, there's many times, and, and I don't have hair now, but if I had it, I'd pull it out. <laughs> listen, <you know? laughs>
0: Justin, when I started, I got a full gray beard. When I started, it was one patch. Five years ago, I had one patch of gray, and over these years, I had a little more hair on the top that is gone and a lot more gray in the beard because, you know, you love them to death like they're your own, but, you know, even your own don't listen to everything you got to say all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're you absolutely right there. <laughs> hey, how are you feeling about
1: where Mizzou is right now? with a Mizzou football pro. You played for both. So let's start with Mizzou football.
3: Okay, uh, I feel good about them, and I feel good in a sense, recruiting wise. We're getting some recruits in that I feel can really help our team out. Um, you know, looking back at this past year, I feel like we were we were very close to being you know an eight and four team or or possibly a, a nine and three team. You know, there's a couple games that, that late in the game we uh, you know we made a few mistakes that really hurt us. Uh, but you know that's the tell of a, of a good team versus an average team. You know, the good teams are going to be able to close games out late in the game. And so you know we're right there on the cusp. So I feel like this will be a big year for. Mizzou football. I feel like we've got some recruits that are that are in that are going to make a big difference for us.
1: Um, so, so I'm I'm feeling you know they're high on the radar for me. One of the things, and you played for Coach Pinkle, I th- I thought that the Pinkle regime did a sensational job because they know they can't get all the five star guys. I think Alabama got more five star guys yesterday than Mizzou's ever gotten ever right in, yeah. in, in history. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you have to bring in you have to turn two and three star guys into first and second round picks. And I thought the Pinkel staff did that really well. And that's really what's incumbent upon both the staff of Eli Drinkwitz and Brett Bielma at Illinois because Ohio State and Michigan are going to get the guys. Yep. And it's going to be Texas or in Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, that are and M, the guys. So you just got to coach them up. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And and, and part of it is, you know, Getting the kids to buy into your system um, and and creating a system where your juniors and your seniors are the leaders of the team. So they're demanding, the, you know, the young guys, a freshman, a sophomore to come in and, you know, be accountable for what they're doing. Uh, you know, teaching that discipline stuff, make sure that they're all in line and understand that everything they're doing is for the benefit of the team. And so, I think that's one of the great things that Gary Pinkle brought in when he came into coaching, you know, um, we had a lot of freedom before he got there to, to do kind of what we wanted to. But when he came in, you know, it was it was an army structure in a sense. And that brought out the best in everybody. And so once you start bringing out the best in everybody, now that translates to each recruiting class and guys are
1: buying in. And Kerry, we've talked about for Mizzou specifically but schools like Mizzou with the transfer portal yeah. keeping those good players that are going to be juniors and seniors is going to be pretty tough.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the I mean, you talk to college coaches now and that's one of the things that they talk about is not only do they have to recruit high school kids and and transfer portal kids that are from other schools and JUCO kids, they have to recruit the kids that are already in their building. That they're working so hard to keep the kids in their building to stay there to to make sure that they they continue to build on that roster. It is a tough task for these college coaches to do all of this work and and then have to work to, to recruit your own kids every single day.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because you know you get you get in that situation, so you might have a you know couple four stars one behind another, and and that second four star, that second string guy might say, well, I'm not getting the playing time I want here. I'm gonna leave. You know, so every year you the face of your your school is changing, the identity of your team is changing, and that makes it really challenging for for college coaches. Uh, so I mean, the, the transfer portal is good for the players because it gives them an opportunity to move around and, and find a place to play. But at the same time, it, you know, it's, it's like free agency. Uh, in the sports world. I mean, there's so many guys that'll end up transferring but won't find a home, won't find a destination. Uh, so, I mean, every year it's a free-for-all.
0: If you were a, a, a kid in college right now or even you you being a coach, I'm sure you've had to talk to some of the kids that you have coached since you've been at CBC about the transfer portal. What would be your advice to a young man that is contemplating going into the transfer portal and, and how would you guide him to, to make the the proper decision for his life?
3: Yeah, see, see that's tough because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's different for everyone. Um, and so I, I come from a generation where, you know, we couldn't transfer like that. We had, to, yeah. we had to speak with the coaches. The coaches had to give permission, and, mm-hmm. and there were certain areas that we could go, you know, certain teams we could go to, teams we couldn't go to. Right. Um, but, but my message would be, you know, first of all, make sure if you're going to get in a transfer portal, you're looking for a school that has the academic requirements that you're looking for. Because at the end of the day, sports is not guaranteed, yeah. you know, but the, but that uh, degree is. You know, you got to get an opportunity to get that degree that's going to be a, a big accomplishment for you. So that would be my first message. But from there, it's about competing, being able to go to a situation where you can compete for a starting job. But if you don't get that starting job, don't just run away from yeah. it. Accept that challenge, continue to work, continue to better yourself and compete for it.
0: I think that's one of the toughest tasks as a, college, as a high school coach is convincing young men that it's not all about the NFL. You get yes. to go to school for free and get an education, and that should be the top of your list, that should be a top of your list. Not and if you're fortunate enough, you know how hard it is to make it to the league. You've, I, I've played with guys that were more talented than me. I'm sure you've seen guys that were more talented than you that that could do some things. you like, ooh, but the, he didn't have the focus to to get to the level that we uh, were able to get to. So for me, it's always school first and making sure when you leave that place, you leave that place with a degree. And zero debt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Zero yes. debt. Do not leave yes. there with a bill if you are fortunate enough to do so. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, take take advantage
3: of that because that, that scholarship is very important, knowing yeah. that you can get that, that free schooling, get a degree, and, and not have that debt. I mean, that, that that is big time right
1: there. You're right on. Yeah. Justin Gage is with us, played football and basketball at Mizzou. We're going to talk about the bragging rights game coming up, but we're also – Going to talk about Justin being involved in one of the most amazing sports feats ever. This is not critical. This is just fun. But one of the most amazing things that has happened in the history of sports is that the Chicago Bears went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, at quarterback, and you were on the team. How did that happen? Number one defense in the country that year, <laughs> number one special teams in the
3: country that year. Uh, I, I just got to, you know. Our, our defense—they—they—they they, they were phenomenal that year. I mean, we we led the league in uh, turnovers, I believe, mm-hmm. but we were the number one defense. And then special teams wise, we had a kid that was was extra special in Devin Hester. Yeah. Uh, and so so those two, especially late in the season when it, it gets cold, you know, teams aren't throwing the ball as much, you know, running uh, running the ball. Our defense stood out for us and, and and
1: got us to that Super Bowl. Do you remember coming to the dome for a Monday night game when? The Rams kicked it to Devin Hester once, returns mm-hmm. it for a touchdown. Then, eh, you know what? <laughs> that was a mistake. That, uh, that there's a way that'll happen again. So Rather than kick it out of bounds, yeah, let's kick it again. Yeah, yeah, and, and I believe that
3: second one it was uh, an onside kick. We had, we had set up for an onside return. But really? Yeah, we set up for an onside return, and, and they kicked it deep because they, you know, they were just trying to pin us deep at that point in time. What? Uh, and you know. As an onside team, we're not out there to no, block. We're just trying to recover the ball. So when the ball got kicked deep, you know we just start scattering around, you know, acting like we were going to do something. Right. But I mean, that young man I, gets the ball in his hands.
0: I, I, I'm I'm laughing because most people do not know when when the when they kick the ball deep and you have the hands team out, they usually tell the returner to take a knee, like Absolutely. just go down. These guys are receivers. Yeah. They are DBs. They're not linebackers. They're not running backs. They're not defensive line. They're not there to yeah. block. They don't have any intention on blocking anyone. I've been on the hands team. We, we're not there to block people. We're, we're there to get the ball get down and, and take a knee. Yeah, absolutely. And, we're divas. And the fact that that man, re- that's mind-blowing to me. I never yeah. knew that. The yeah. fact that he returned it and you all had hands team on the field yeah. is absolutely amazing. That yeah. that that is that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. to me. That, he was he was a special. He was special without a
3: doubt, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, he just the body control, the ability to to see you know the smallest of creases, and then the ability to hit them and and, and accelerate through those holes. I mean, it, it, he was
0: just phenomenal to watch. That's absolutely amazing. I want to ask you: You played basketball at Mizzou, you played football at Mizzou, and those are high level sports for for a collegiate athlete. Which one was harder for you to master?
3: Oh man, that, that that's a great question right there, and and. I'd have to say basketball, and and the reason being, uh, I was on football scholarship, Mm -hmm. so I was always with football as long as football was available. I wouldn't go to basketball until that last football game was done. Okay, so you know, in high school, you can trans, you can you can go from football and basketball still stand out, right? (laughs) In college, I just knew it was going to be the exact same thing. Those guys play basketball (laughs) all year long, (laughs) and you're talking about the speed of the game. You know, guys bigger, stronger, taller, uh, just trying to keep up. Man, it it was it was a growing pain for me. So that's kind of where I I picked up the role of you know what I'm gonna be a defensive guy. I'm gonna be a rebounder. You know, don't put the ball in my hands because I'm still trying to learn how to dribble yeah. again. <laughs> you know, when I get back and these guys are full court press and whatnot. Right. Uh. But but
1: basketball was was more of a challenge. And I I would think that. Making that switch midseason you're just you're using different muscles right to play football than you are to play basketball absolutely. Did it take much time to make that transition yeah. once because you knew what you were doing with both yeah. of them
3: you know you know what what took time is, Going from when I joined basketball, just becoming a finesse player instead of being so aggressive. I'm uh-huh. you know, coming off the football, you know, football, field. I'm running through you, you, people. You running through picks yeah. and yeah. everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you know, hey, instead hey, of screen for Keon, get him open. Instead of screen for you know Grouser yeah. and, and K Rush. You know, get those guys open. And you know, hey, I'm blocking. I'm driving my feet. And it's like, no, oh, calm down, calm down. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, so, so it, it, you know, the biggest change was all right. I've got I've got to make it more of a finesse game uh, when I hit the hardwood. Uh, but, you know, just, just having the success over basketball, knowing that there were guys around me that could the score points and, and make things happen with the ball. It was just just great to be in that atmosphere and still compete at a high level. And what was
1: Bragging Rights like?
3: Oh, it, it was phenomenal. And, and you know, you, you end up down in St. Louis. You're playing against Illinois. Uh, the stadium's always packed. And, you know, you, you can't hear anything. You can't see anything. I mean, just blurry vision just because there's so much noise going on. Half the gym is in gold and black. Half is in orange. Uh, you know, so you're just out there competing. Uh, but you're just playing against guys in, in the atmosphere. I mean, it's it's like you're playing in a, you know, the, the March Madness tournament, something of that nature.
0: It, I tell people all the time, my first time going, it was one of the most uh, – just one of the best experiences I ever had. Just, yeah. As you said, seeing half the stadium in orange, the other half in in, in gold and black. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is this is something different. And it did. It felt like uh, an NCAA tournament yes. type of type of game because the energy was there. You have the battle between the cheerleaders, where we'll see who can hold up their cheerleader yeah. the longest, because that that's a thing as well. Yeah. Um, it was just. It it is. It is an, an amazing experience. And I hope uh, I hope the weather holds up so some fans can get out there and enjoy it again today. Um, I was gonna ask you, you. Probably Play with So Kareem Rush was like my arch nemesis, our team's arch nemesis when we were little in AAU basketball. We yeah. could not figure out this smooth, silky, left-handed. He was yes. 6'2", 6'3", at 12, I yes. think, and just <laughs> was a absolute stud. What was he like playing with in, in, in college? Oh, he, he was great. I mean, you know, and the same
3: thing, you know, growing up, watching him play AAU, uh, yeah. being able to play with him, and then moving on to college and play with was kind of the same thing. The kid was so silky smooth. Yeah, it was, uh, it was and it, it's like, you know, he he wasn't extremely fast. He wasn't slow. You know, he, he wasn't gonna just come down and dunk on you every player and thing like that. But he was just he was like a Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. You know, just so smooth with his game. And then that left hand shot, I mean, it was just it was pretty and smooth so anytime he got a clear shot you know you just alright it's over especially
0: as a kid like you're not used to seeing left handed players Yeah. so it was like a, a a shock to the system and he was really good like yeah. it was it was fun to watch him play he, he, he would beat up on us but it was fun yeah. to watch him play
3: yeah absolutely and being a big kid at that age yeah. you know you think he's gonna be down on the blocks or something no, like sir. that post <laughs> up oh no he's a guard He's you know he's a guard and you know he gets you with his crossover and you know most kids are right handed so you're always thinking oh he's gonna end up on the right Yeah. no sir he's, he's going good. to that left. <laughs> he
0: is. <laughs> you, you, uh, you played how many games in basketball? You played three seasons three for seasons. Mizzou and, and played in pretty much every game, minus the games where you were, were still playing football. Yes. Do you ever get frustrated that your name is not mentioned with, let's say, a Julius Peppers, who didn't play nearly as many games, or maybe a Ronald Curry? I, I think uh, Charlie Ward may be the one that played the most, most. basketball and right. football, but do you ever think about that? How How... how how, you know, how special of a thing that is to, to be able to do both. It's, it's funny because I don't think of it in the sense of comparing it to those guys. But for me,
3: it's like I was just honored to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and growing up, you know, two, two of my, my favorite athletes were Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson. Yeah. And watching those guys play two sports, you know, I felt like going to college, that's something I want to do. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, one of those sports is going to drop off. At some point, both of them are. So, you know, I just want to compete as much as I can. And so having the opportunity to go play play college basketball, play college football was was phenomenal to me. And you know, playing against a guy like Ron Curry, like Julius Peppers yeah. and you know, just seeing how physically Gifted mm-hmm. Julius Peppers was. I mean things like that. It's like defensive end, bro. A can
0: do those things. That's not. That's not fair. Not at all. <laughs> not at all.
1: <laughs> so uh, what a year you you graduate from Missouri. You uh, go into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Congratulations. On, on that and Thank and you. making the, the the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. What's 23 hold in store for Justin Gage?
3: You know, that's interesting. Um, you know, get back to, to the basics of, of, you know, what sports gave me and, and trying to give that back to the community. So uh, coaching high school football, uh, doing some personal training and sports performance training with the young guys, uh, and then getting out and mentoring and, and doing some uh, mindful speaking to kids uh, and giving them the idea and the lay of the land of, you know, what life is like beyond sports, beyond uh, school, and what that next chapter will be like in,
1: in their lives. Awesome! Great to have you with us. Thanks for stopping by. Merry Christmas! Oh, thank you for
3: having me. Oh, by the way, you day.
0: guys can argue over the game today. Take a minute to. Uh, uh, well, it, I mean, there's really no argument. Illinois is is a top 25 team in the country. Mizzou is not ranked. I don't believe. I know they're they're 10 and one, <laughs> but they took a tough loss. Who who did they lose to? Rock? Who was that game against that they lost? You know, but we lost. They lost you know, by 30. That, it, was a, it was a rivalry game, carrying. It's not. Now we will I, I mean, we will stand on <laughs> this. It is not a rivalry with Kansas it's it's, at all. If one team has more, way more (laughs) wins than the other, it can't be a rivalry, correct? It's like big brother, little brother. You know, it's all about coming back. You know, it's, it's all about you know the
3: the growth, the development. I'm saying. So, <laughs> you know, we want to
0: give those guys a head start. Ah,
3: oh, so, so
0: the catch-up is that yeah. much sweeter. Okay, yeah, I'll you know, you. you know. So, uh, but but today, I mean, I,
3: I feel real confident what we're gonna do. You know, we got a lot of anger, you know, built up in us. So, I mean, you know, years time of to years of being that. bad, we'll do that.
1: Justin, he's he's gonna talk that mess <laughs> while he's on the other side of the football bragging rights rivalry. Like that's still a
3: rivalry. Hey, we got now.
0: Nah, I I've, I will stand. And in the middle of that, we got whooped <laughs> all four times, and I was a part of two of them. And, and uh, the Brad Smith, I, I don't know where you are right now, but I don't need to ever see you again because the things you did to our defense should be, have been illegal, sir. He was yeah. amazing. I will tip my cap to Mizzou. They beat the hell out of us four yeah. times. I was a part of two of them, and I, I really have nothing to say about it. Yeah, yes,
3: special, special kid right there in Brad Smith. Yeah, I man, mean, that kid that, was different. That was his coming out part. Yes, again. indeed. And, And man
2: did he did he make an entrance that was fun hi this is chris hard host a plug to chris Howard, university of michigan qb jj mccarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them and ohio state kicker noah ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in buckeye lore fans love their teams and the players that is until they don't when it comes to finger pointing you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan why because it means more to them or so they believe as a former player nothing angers me more than armchair charlie's accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk, but when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother. We don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, Back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us.